online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Iggy Pop, you are listening to the Russell Brand Show on Radio 2. We're live, and I'd like to introduce your host. It's I am me. I'm the host of the show. Shake your head, Matt Morgan. That is a very ironic and brilliant introduction. We're broadcasting live from London. We just got back from Los Angeles. It's going to be a hell of a show. We've got some lovely emails and things to read out to people. But more importantly, I'm accompanied by Matt Morgan. How are you, Matt? I'm a bit... Um... I was going to say hungover, but jet lagged. Probably hungover as well, because uh, you keep drinking constantly all this Jack Daniels since you've been in America, don't you? <laughs> and Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're your little friends, aren't they? Those little murky bottles of delight. Matt Morgan's in charge of these buttons. Might as well have a toddler in, in the crow's nest. Ridiculous to have him in charge. So if you want to call us, you can. It's 0500 288 291, or you can text us on 88291, or you can email russell.brandbbc.co.uk. Do what you like, really. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Went away for Los Angeles five days. A lot of chaos here. All these floods and all this hullabaloo and madness and mad loopy terror and whatnot. They want to pack that in, eh? Hmm. <laughs> Look at Matt. <laughs> Not joining me, Matt, on the old condemnation of terror rent. Let's move on. Let's come back to the terror. <laughs> well, it's when we know a bit more about it. I'm against the old terror. It's quite bodged efforts, though. Bodged terror. I suppose if you're going to have terror, you might as well have Frank Spencer terror rather than, like, efficient terror mm. that causes fatalities. But either way, if it's going to keep being terror, it's going to wind people up. Stop it. You always have very British terror, don't we, compared to the Americans' Hollywood yeah. terror. Yeah. This <laughs> claptrap terror. <laughs> a man was knocked off a ladder <laughs> in a terror attack. Three terrorists going down the hill on a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Last of the summer Semtex. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, hello. Come on, let's just not have any more terror, anyone. If there are any terrorists, listen, of any denomination, just don't bother with the terror. Just ask us what, uh, to help you with your grievances. We happily will do. Um, what are the important things I want to talk to everyone about on this show? Our trip to Los Angeles. You've made notes, which oh. you've been gloating over. I have been gloating over my notes because there's some pretty important stuff there. We'll probably have some guests. We'll probably give Noel Gallagher a ring. I also said Noel Fielding would be on the show. Um, I also would like to thank all of our listeners, uh, for not only for listening to the show, I appreciate that, but we're giving something back because we're doing the show. But thank you for voting for me to win that Petter vegetarian thing. I appreciated that, although um, it was complicated having those women in here, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. you'll have to apologise for your... You apologised because you were known better having your photo Where's done. that photo gone that I had done with them? Actually, is that on the website? Perhaps go to bbc.co.uk. Yep, it's on the website. The people, the people that purportedly run this show, they they're, uh, they say that it's up on the website. So go and have a look at it. But we're not going to let page. women in here again. It ruined everything. I don't think... Well, let's not condemn an entire gender. It's just... Uh, <laughs> if, if men, women in bras. Women in bras. Can, they can have a bra on if on top of that they've got a schmuck or <laughs> a yashmak or something. But we don't want people just swanning in here wearing salad bikinis. Even a bloke. You know, if they come in wearing a salad bikini, it's disconcerting. It's unsettling for us, isn't it? Our sexual energy gets all worked up by it. But what a holiday it's been! What a lovely time we had. Did you enjoy Los Angeles? Yeah, and more brown. Not going to be able to hang on to that for long in this weather. No, no, you don't. Well, you've not hung on for, to it for that long 
anyway, you'd look sort of, well, you just look like you're concerned about something, really. <laughs> you just look like mildly embarrassed, which most of the time you were. Um, Matt got held up in customs. We were going through, there's a bit of an embarrassing thing happened, actually. We were sort of like, we had this special person from the airline we were flying with, Virgin. Other airlines are available, right? And uh, Why did you say that? So you'd get some even better treatment next time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it just helps with the story. Russell demanded that he had the best chair which you can <laughs> lay down in and then everyone else who was with us which was two other people because they weren't with him he realized he was rather lonely up there <laughs> his ivory tower i liked it up my ivory tower i, I went was... to say hello to you on the way there and you look like a hedgehog in a box hibernating <laughs> no dignity at all i had dignity i was happy up there but when we went through the um we went through the airport they led us like they led us through sort of front of the queue and i know that is bad to avoid it but it is a service you can pay for it's bad to have a rolls royce isn't it but people have them there is such a thing as a rolls royce no one should really have them because it's unnecessary there should be absolute equality <laughs> but if you are in a bit of a rush and there is a way of avoiding the queue at the airport you know have it. But what was weird was we avoided the queue, but we had a person, you know, an official with us. Yeah, we had this. But all the anger was directed towards us. The, what the, you get in this situation is you get an, an official who directs you, sort of a gentleman, in this case he were called Joe, although I don't think that is a le legislative necessity. He leads us through to the front of the queue, and then, um, like, it's bad though, because it's wrong to look to go through a queue. Matt goes, "Why don't we just look like we're being told off? Let's look like we've been led here because we're in trouble." Trying to like, okay, how are we going to express that in, an, in a facial expression? He just shook and shuddered, but because of his sunburn, he did look like he was mildly worried about something. And then, like when we got to the front of the queue, there's this bloke at the front goes, "Like he started to berate us quite heavily." Hey, it's the free stooges. Hey, what are you guys doing going to the front of the queue? Who do you think you are? Like, mind you, he wasn't even from there, was he? Where, he where? shouted like that. Oh yeah, that's how we saying. Hey, what are you doing? Why do you think you're British arrogance? Hey. This isn't funny. I go, stop talking to us, you pervert. Leave us alone. I kept pretending he was pinching my bum. Matt immediately, because he's been having karate lessons, started squaring up to him, rolling his sleeves up. I just said, don't talk to us. I said, talk to him. He's our, we've got a representative. Our representative didn't do anything, he did he? He just stood there and just sort of turned his back on him. And the bloke said, you, yeah, you got money, have you? I got millions. I got millions in the bank. I got my goodbye, you guys. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm every gender there is known to man. I got a third gender. I got a vagina on the sole of my shoe. He was a crazy character, right? And in the, yeah, in the end, we I, I just kept pretending every so often. I kept pretending he was pinching my bum, turning around like, going, "Oh, you pervert!" Like that. So <laughs> wind, he got proper worked up about it. But then, like, we, so we, we got ahead of him. And then when we were going through customs, Matt had to get taken off to one side. And we were thinking, "Oh, why is that? Why is Matt getting taken off into the metal detector into going off?" And metal even though I had no metal on me. In the, in the, because Matt was taken off to the the secret paddock for bad people. Like, well, <laughs> well, me and Nick, who's our agent, we sort of went through like we're nicely ahead of our adversary and matt got taken off to a separate separate little paddock in lax and he was all worried and i'm going oh you're right in there matt you're okay he's going don't don't joke about it don't joke about it something <laughs> bad could happen Standing there all yeah because once about... once you're in trouble in an airport and there's people putting metal things all around you yeah then you, you gooning, <laughs> you leering over the top of the glass box I had to tell you. Go, the chicken's bum. That'll get me in trouble. Yeah, and then like, the bloke ran the metal detector all round Matt, and it turned out that Matt's illegal <laughs> cargo was that he'd been stealing the expensive tea bags out of my <laughs> hotel room. Oh, Russell's got nice green tea bags! That came in sort of tinfoil little bags. Matt had them sellotaped to him like a heroin <laughs> smuggler all round his legs. They were in my like, shorts. You were a green 
green tea mule. It's embarrassing. I had to go, oh, the two bags I stole from your bedroom. <laughs> and I didn't know up. anything about it. I didn't know that was the first I learned of it. So perhaps you should be aware in future that if you go robbing from people's suites, then you know there will be a terrible price to pay. Right, we had loads of other things to go on about. So you had little adventures. We'll go on about it a little bit later. But what do we want to talk to you about? Let's have a look at an, an email quite at random. I love listening to your Radio 2 show when I can, says Zena. I do kissograms, strippograms, usually at weekends, so I listen to you on the way. I'm looking for new... We're not getting involved in <laughs> no, this. No way, Zena. You're not coming here with your strippo kisso glory. You'll send us all barking. We'll go weak at the knees. We won't be able to concentrate. Okay, so if you want to call us, then do. If you want to text us, do. 0500 You know, like, at the number that we're at. Why don't we listen to LA Woman in honour of LA, where we've been talking to moguls? That's the Doors, LA woman. I mean, he could go on all day, couldn't he, Jim? Once he started, he never stops. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. This is from Michael Irwin. I've got a good way of skipping the queue at the airport, just driving in your car. Everyone will get out of your... You lunatic, Michael, what are you saying? Luckily, no one died there, but still... Come on, Michael, for God's sake. Grow up, lad! Grow up! How are we going to have a sensible revolution with you coming out of things like that, Michael? I, I think he's all right, though. I don't You know, he's just a lad living his life. This is a person called Lee Peacock. Hi, Russell. Congratulations on becoming Europe's sexiest vegetarian. That's good. Like, I've become it. Like, I've blossomed into it. Like, mm. I've come out of a chrysalis. This surely means the revolution is picking up momentum and now spreading across Europe. Can I be part of the revolution? Yes, you can, Lee. Um, really, it's at the moment, all you've got to do is just buy up to a bit of ideology. There's nothing you, much uh, happening. Did you use the vegetarian line over in LA? Yeah, I did, actually. What, well, you like, said it to strangers. What do you mean, not strangers? Hello, I don't know if you know, but... Well, actually, I was in a vegetarian restaurant, and I was, well, it's funny, I should be here in this vegetarian restaurant. Oh, oh this whole thing, this trophy, <laughs> it's fallen out of me bag. <laughs> oh, this, this plaque, I'll eat my dinner off that if I may. <laughs> here, why don't you serve me some brown rice and a bit of avocado on there? Go on, give us a cuddle, I'm the sexiest vegetarian you're ever likely to meet. Yeah, I did use it sometimes, just when it came up. It just kept coming up in conversation, people were talking about sexiness, vegetarianism mm. quite a lot. I don't know how it kept finding its way in the conversations but it did it sniffed its way out read that email you've got there matthew matthew's got an here. email <clears throat> yeah. don't put all the pressure on me and go oh, matt's gonna read out an email matt's doing an item russell i just sat across from you on the plane from there who's it from you always do that laura yeah uh, and i'm so disappointed you asked for the stewardess's phone number and not mine there is never any good looking blokes in upper class to flirt with you know, still. Anyone who can afford it is usually fat and bald. I sat next to Chris Evans once, blah, blah, blah. I live in LA, I'm in London, I'm bored. Do you want to meet up? So um, that's the gist of it. Uh, all right. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Just turn up do somewhere. Do you remember her? Um, I think she might have been reading an, a biography that, was it called that I'm with the band, that biography Pamela of a she was reading that, I think. She seemed like quite a nice person. She's done her research then. She'll be uh, <laughs> ideal. <laughs> She's on top of stuff. She knows the kind of relationships I like. So, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, why not? Does she leave details? No, what's, no, what's more interesting was what was going on with the stewardess. Oh, well, there was a stewardess who had the downright gall to be wandering around being all sexually attractive. I thought, well, you can't have her just loose in the world. I'll give her a right chatting up. So I wrote her a little love note on a sick bag. Now, when you're writing a love Blimey. note on a sick so bag... So she's prepared. She reads it. <laughs> she's immediately ready. But I'll just tell you the truth, Matthew. I'd filled it with a sample <laughs> before I sent it to oh, her. Oh, sick. Not sick. I'd filled it right out of the brim. It was foaming over. I goes, here you go, girl. There's plenty more where that came from. Oh, no. Look at his little 
little disappointed face. So here, if you want to ring us, do 0500 288 291. What did it say on the note? The note that goes, uh, oh, how, something along the lines of, how befitting that an angel such as yourself should be discovered uh, here in the heavens. Uh, <laughs> Why, I didn't get a wink of sleep for I were tortured with dreams and visions of you. I dreamt about Morrissey. I dreamed that Morrissey came round my mum's house. And I guess I used to listen to you in this you room, Morrissey. That, this is all on the note. This is all on the note. I covered all of this. Yeah. But uh, listen. What about I'm... on the way out there, this stewardess? What about her? You met one, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking about now, Matthew. It seems to me that you're. That you're... What is this witch hunt? <laughs> this is a return to McCarthyism. What kind of world is it where innocent men like me are hounded like villains when we should be lauded as heroes? Where's my ticker tape parade? Where's my ticker tape parade? My average age is 19. Listen to this, poor fella. Asbo over secret films, screams headline. A man who lured more than a hundred women into his car to film them secretly has been given a ten-year antisocial behaviour order. Ah, oh. the a order. Car. What? what, what well, wait. The car? Well, listen to what old Raymond Roland got up to. The order made against old Raymond Roland, forty-one from Torquay, 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 Happy Talk, is valid throughout England and Wales. Roland would claim that his car had broken down, then ask women to get into the driver's seat and operate the accelerator or clutch. Cameras placed underneath the steering column would film and record the lower half of the oh women's bodies, God. said a police spokesman. That's elaborate. It's a very elaborate scheme. Like, why not just hover in a drain and just murmur stuff through it's the grid? stupid. What if they were in trousers? It's po well, I suppose don't invite them into the car, Matt. I mean, but you should, the fact that you're approaching it from this perspective suggests to me that you are worthy of your own little asbo. Should <laughs> <laughs> out of the house. Look at you sympathising with the pervert. Now then. Noel, could you give Noel Fielding a ring, says Emily. Yes, we will. We'll ring him in a minute. Uh, hello, Russell, says Catherine. I've been listening to your podcast since I got my iPod for Christmas. You and Matt make me laugh out loud as I cycle to work. I get some funny looks off from others on the cycle path. Well, concentrate on what you're doing. They'll Shouldn't clatter into each other. In. You've got to have one ear out if to you're listen cycling. to someone behind you, yeah. After hearing about you being on TV last week with Jonathan Ross, I watched it online and wow, you are sexy in the flesh. Well, thank you, but you should see me when I'm stripped to the bone, all skeletal wandering around. Very cool and collected for the cameras. Blah, blah, blah. You've been in my dreams this week. I have a bit of a problem with dreams about the people I work with and it makes it difficult to look them in the face the next day. That's interesting. Like, say you use someone in a fantasy of some kind, an onanistic fantasy. How then do you confront that person the next time you see We've them? We've talked about this, but I don't Never. mind. Well, you just happily shake them, shake their hand with the same hand that you've sh guiltily strummed to the tune of your own mind with. Well, they're not going to know, are they? I suppose. What do you do then? Blimey, you could never leave your house. <laughs> I just whisper through the letterbox. I, I can't come out. I can't accept your milk, I'm afraid. Milk. I'm not in you in my dreams. <laughs> I've done you a terrible disservice, Postman Pet, and the black of my cat. The pair of you were entrenched in PVC, and the only letters we had were French ones. That's the kind of thing I'd be shouting through letterboxes. Love your podcast, says Harrison Moss. I thought you might want to know how the word spam was created. You brought up the word word spam, as in spamhead. I think that my dad was at the birth of it all when in his secondary school... <laughs> at the birth of it. He was here, this guy. Uh, he had a cover teacher who was bald, and one of his friends thought his head looked like foodstuff spam because of its smooth texture. I find it strange that a bald head can look like spam. Well, it would do on a white person with a sort of pinkish skin. And so he was known as spamhead. I just thought I'd tell you about this because my dad told me it. Harrison... Where's he from? Because we said spam at Maidstone, school. Maidstone, Kent. So, and well, you're from Dartford. Dartford. Yeah, we said it at our school. Spamhead and spam someone on the head. Yeah, but I think head. we said that for our, with a northerner in the room. Did you say it up north, spamhead, for people with, like, like people if they had a bald head? 
No. no. The forehead was called your spam. Oh that's my god, I that's what it was. Like, if I went to the well, doctors, you... I would have said, I've got a pain in my spam. Yeah, that's the sort of thing you would say because you're a hypochondriac. You never had that, doctors. Shut up. Dear Russell, we think you look dead sexy if you were Stop to... reading out. I can't that... help it. These are just a randomly well, selected. up your ass. <laughs> it's a series of randomly selected emails, Matt. I can't help it if an yeah, enormous they... no, number of given them. to you by people who have to go through all. No, no, let's weeding just take... out the ones that say I'm sexy because I'm upset you. Matt Morgan, yeah, rubbish. Pa did you dedicate <laughs> the song Passenger to Matt Morgan because that's what he is on the show? I mean, do you know, it's just, it goes on and on and on. It's relentless. Let's talk about your uh, demands. What know. demands? I want a sweet. <laughs> well, no. All right. Oh, listen. Now, I never used to have money as a young and man. And just like your chair up in upper class, yeah. you were lonely there. <laughs> you demanded a suite. Got a presidential suite. It's the size of another hotel. <laughs> And then he cowered in my room because he was <laughs> afraid of the, the immensity of it. It was huge in there. It was a vast expense. He was like being alone at Wembley. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to put myself. He can't even pack his own bag. Someone had to come down from the reception to come and pack his bag. And then he had to go at me. Who supervised this packet? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I've had to throw things away. <laughs> He just, that's it was changed. badly packed. Because he couldn't be bothered to carry his suitcase and a box. He threw away perfectly good things. <laughs> because he can't, I can't go lugging boxes around. Jeremy, listen. Because you're too starry. No, because I've spent loads of time being poor and it, the novelty Shut wears off. Shut up. Yes, I have. I've had to live out of boxes and bags and on floors. Not in a cities. box. I lived in a box. A great when? big house-shaped <laughs> palace it was. But it was essentially a box. It was like a rabbit hutch for a person with a bed in it. If you'd lived in poverty, you would throw things away, would you? Yes, you, you would. I've become decadent as a reaction to it. Some people, like, I know a lot of, like, sort of people that have like, grown up with similar backgrounds and they've grown up to really respect money, but me, but I've sort of ate it. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't have any regard for it. I just think I'll look after it's it just too, tokens for experience. You're not getting a, a penny of my riches. Yeah, look, they'll have to nick tea bags and then you don't have create to. an international Snooping incident. Snooping around my suite, snaffling up tea bags. It's an inappropriate Wait, way to behave. Scoffing down gin, and that night I was sat in your room. While you switch through trying to see which pornography to select, we oh, were both doing that one? together. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd like that lesbian party. I didn't know how to entertain him in the my room, and sisters. I said, "Do you want to look at what porn there is?" And he was going, "Yeah, yeah, get that one, get that one. No, not that one. Look at you. He, he, had, used, he had his own mansion upstairs. He was still down in my room." Rinsing my bill. <laughs> <laughs> you never even paid that bill. I paid that for you. I'm grateful, little swine. Did you? Of course, I did. Well, I got the tea. <laughs> you stole that those tea bags, right? Okay, let's do some more professional things. Um, yeah, here yeah, we had we had this dinner while we was out there with some glorious celebrities, a pop star from England, one half of a lovely duo, and a famous hypno bonkers brain twister. Guess who those three people are? An English pop star, half of a famous duo, and a bonkers brain twisting hypno guy. If you can, uh, why don't you text us who you reckon it is, or call us on 0500 Then we'll tell the story of that evening and then just before we do that this is from ant banished from the to the colonies remember when someone used to hum quietly in the classroom you couldn't tell who it was or where it's coming from and it used to make the teachers feel unhappy this is a good way to begin the revolution everyone can hum an anonymously wherever they are and it will disrupt the status quo why don't you start doing it now humming is non-violent it's a passive and ridiculous pointless way to start a revolution and that's a good idea let's start doing it i know libraries buses places like that so people just feel unsettled it'll be a nice code it'll be a good way of bonding us right let's listen to let's listen to the smiths boy of really? fawn inside yeah come boy on let's listen to smiths raiders yeah, um, this was something i wanted to pick you up on huh in our hotel everywhere you went there was this awful jazz music piped out of little speakers yeah 
And then when I went into your room, I thought, oh my god, it's in here as well. <laughs> and then I realised that you were playing it from your iPod. I wasn't you actually like that music. <laughs> that was Billy Holiday. That well, was. That's Billy Holiday. It's instrumental and it was just jazz. I can't help it. Out. I can't go back in time and make sure that Billy does a vocal all over every bit of every bloody record. The poor woman needed a break. She was under a lot of pressure. She kept her money in her vagina. The woman was a mess towards the end of her life. Yes, she did. She didn't trust anyone. She just kept all her money up her vagina. What a way to live. That's the sort Stop of thing. Saying it. You'll end up like that, I reckon. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if your bags. pocket money's up your bumhole now. <laughs> <laughs> Little tin foil coated tea bags. Something so crude. You stop being crude. Let's do <laughs> there. Let's, put, let's crush that little revolution. <laughs> Stop that mutiny. Nip that in the bud. Right, come on, let's talk to some listeners. This is who this show's for. We'll talk to one in a minute. Uh, later on, we'll call Noel Gallagher. We'll call Noel Fielding. Anyone called Noel. This isn't the Smiths now. Lift us right up. The boy with the fall on his side. That's the Smith. Did you just drag that down and not fade it down? No, at all? I don't well, know what happened. It was, it was you. Where, where's the fader? There was, where well, it was it's on. still up. Okay. I don't get involved with the switches. You don't understand those switches, you twerp. Russ says Adam in Norwich. Was it Darren Brown, Barry Chuckle, and Chesney Hawks trying to work out our <laughs> dinner companions? Uh, no, it weren't. But I would like to go out for dinner with Darren Brown. I've met him once. He's all right. He's a bit mysterious. Like, you know, he said, why don't you get a chair from another table? And like, I went and got a chair from another table. And the person went, oi, that chair's at our table. And he and made he me laughed do that. And disappeared in a puff of smoke. He did disappear in a puff of smoke. But it made me realise that that man had just subjugated my will and made me do something that I didn't want to do. And yeah. it led to consequences. Where did you meet him? Just after some gig, he turned up, watched me do stand-up. Barry Chuckle, I never... I don't know which of the Chuckles is which. That's the, I think, the older one. Paul Chuckle. Older, thinner, <laughs> Mark Fowler. Hey, now, right or wrong, you know me. That's Chesney Hawks. I love Billy Holiday, says Paula. Why wouldn't you? She's lovely. Did you have dinner with H from Steps, Paul Dannon, and David Guest? I like Paul Dannon. Which one of those is a, uh... Yeah, hypnotist. none of them's an hypnotist, and it weren't any of them. I, um, but Paul Dannon, I'm fond of that boy. Yeah, I, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah, he's lovely. I met, we met him, didn't we? He came on our MTV show we used to do. Oh, yeah, here's a nice email. Um, actually, Russell, Matt is very sexy. I have to disagree with you. He is the sexy one of this pairing, and that's from Rose West. Hey, Russell, <laughs> Matt G, and Mikey, says Jojo. Great show tonight, and I like the pictures I've seen from you in L.A., even though the outfits look like Graham Norton's. Is that what Americans think British rock stars look like? Because that's what I'm playing in this film, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, in them photos, I'm doing a video. I had to do, I had to do this video for like being in this film. I did a pop video. I had to dance around in the street. I did, all oh, dressed up in all sorts of like lilac cheggers. and satin stuff. It did look a bit like cheggers. It's sort of a satin cheggers, as it were. I know, I saw it. I liked it. I would have come down, but I was just hanging by the pool. Just hanging by the pool, yeah. Matthew coped really well with life in Los Angeles. We had to go around for meetings with sort of moguls at Sony and <laughs> DreamWorks and like all sort of like a universal going in sort of big, impressive offices Scary. with big skylights, you know, daunting, dorm and top like sort of high security places. You have to show your passport before you go in. And like, you know, around every corner, the possibility of a movie star emerging lingers, right? And like sort of me and uh, our agent, Nick, was sort of like handling it, Nick. He even put a suit on for the occasion, coping very well. We're talking to HBO about doing some stuff for TV. Oh, yeah, and it all went very well, been very lucid, funny, oh, I was good charming, at all the and polite. Matt just sits there, all 
quiet and shifty. And then, like, at one of the early meetings that we went to, <laughs> like, Matt sort of, we all went, all right, well, thank you. Ha, ha, ha. I'd done a big reel of lovely and amusing jokes for everyone. He created a lovely atmosphere, and we all sort of shook hands with people and sort of left. And, like, you know, Nick goes, all right, see you later. I'll go, see you, ta Toodly Pip, see you later. And Matt went, nice to meet you. Hello! <laughs> As he left the room. No, what he don't was... know the difference between hello and goodbye. So that, admit that's hello! <laughs> like that time when you met Lulu and went, Lulu! Instead of hello to Lulu. You don't, can't even. If you, like, what happened toddler, was the secretary lady, the PA woman, no. goes, uh, I just said, nice to meet you, hello, and then went, I mean, goodbye. <laughs> like that. Absolutely. So it, none of the moguls saw it. The moguls were phoning me up afterwards going, You've got a bright future, kid. <laughs> Who's Why that chump who hang around with that guy? He's a petsy, he's a fool, <laughs> he don't know his ass from his elbow, his hellos from his goodbyes. Take that back, I was good in those meetings. No way. I propped you up. Right little twerp you was, right handicapped to be carrying around with us there. So, um, oh, what other things happened that was quite good, though? We've had, yeah, so them suggestions, it actually was at that dinner, you'll never guess anyway. We went out for this dinner. Oh, they would. I don't know, what's the point? Well, there's only two hypnotists, really. Oh, Darren Brown and... Um, the one who it is. Paul McKenna! Woo! Well done, you've got it right. <laughs> it was Paul McKenna, right? We went out for dinner. I love Paul McKenna. I think he's... He's funny, he's, isn't he? He's really funny. Hello, I'm Paul McKenna. Change your life in seven days with a bit of help from Paul McKenna. He can help you change your life, you know, give up smoking, get a bit less fat, be more confident. for getting through a flight? What does he do? Do you remember when he Oh, said, yeah, he goes, I've got it. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, no, if you're nervous of flying, Paul, what should you do? How should you cope that? Because Matt's nervous and scared of flying. No, and then, not. Yes, you are, scared of everything. Right, he goes like, it goes, uh, <laughs> no, no. Bit. You talk like chewing gum. No, we were, <laughs> no. <laughs> right, we were talking to him because we how, said, how, how do we, you get away from jet lag? How do you, uh, well, I've got a little technique I've developed. I get blind drunk and fall <laughs> asleep. That's Paul McKenna's <laughs> technique. <laughs> or just get stupidly drunk and doze off. So Paul McKenna were there initially. He was having a nice chat with Paul McKenna. Then um, Robbie Williams turned up with Deck out of Ant and Deck and his mate Jonathan Wilkes. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. It's a nice evening though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Robbie Williams is having a party at his house. He was having it that night, a pyjama party, where there's going to be 20 tonnes of snow brought into his back garden to party. create Christmas. He says he'd find he'd love to move Christmas to a different point, have it in the summertime, cheer himself up. Mad, isn't it? 20 tonnes of snow in the back garden. We should have gone to that party. Would have been nice to, but we had to come home and do this show because it's the listeners what matter. The listeners is what makes this show thrive. We had a good chat, actually, at that, uh, and at that dinner, and I think I'd like you to join in with the chat, right? And here is the chat. If you had to... Oh, not had, Yes, Matthew, yes. People must know. If you had to have it off with an animal, had to, like, so don't go, oh, I wouldn't have it off with an animal, it's out of order. We all know that. But if you had to, what animal... Would it be? We all like, talked about that for a while. Uh, Paul McKenna said that he would have, uh, he said he was, it was quite like a kangaroo or a monkey if it looked like having the bottom carter out of Planet of the Apes. I said a tiger because. Because they show off. Yeah, but it'd be really good, wouldn't it? A sexy tiger. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't, mate. He'd love it. He'd be well into me. Me and the tiger getting it on. <laughs> I want the one out of the I Frosties just, advert. Yeah, Tony. Oh, it's great. Oh, did you wear a condom? I've got syphilis. No, that's right. I didn't choose the one syllable one because it's much more serious. Matt Morgan goes, I'd like a flamingo because I've got an ego. Starting no, to take a it flamingo too far. is the most feminine animal. It's pink. It stands on one leg, on dainty little legs. What about its cruel beak and its dirty little egg hole? None of everyone else was taking it, weren't taking it seriously. Matt booked a cab to San Diego too. <laughs> was ready to try it out. Why don't you give us a ring and tell us what animal, if you had to, you'd like to have it all with? 0500 288 291. Or you can text us on 88 291. We've got some great things coming up on the show. We'll talk to Noel Gallagher later. Let's text Noel Fielding to see if he's about. 
He said he'd do it last week, didn't he? Yeah. Right, so, uh, also, yeah, send us an email. Come on, send us stuff. Give us a ring. We might like to have a talk to a human being in a minute. Matthew, what are we going to listen to? Uh, safety dance, men without hats. All right, then, let's right, have a listen. I'm, I'm not going to take you seriously. You don't know Allo from Goodbye. You should be allowed to queue up tracks. Go on, see if you can press the right button. Good. Safety dance, men without hats. How safe can the dance ever be? They ain't even got a hat on. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan, who's in charge of the switches while I'm doing my show, who feels that he's been unfairly treated in the he opening to look a few weeks. You should have seen just now. He goes, Russell, you're making me sound stupid on this show, saying I was bad in meetings, saying I'm scared of flying, say how clever I am. <laughs> so I'd just like to add that Matt is very clever, all right? He's, <laughs> it's made me look worse now. Yep, it has, hasn't it? There you go. That's what you get. Yeah, I hope you've learned a little lesson. Very bad about you don't you. know nothing nothing about me that isn't really cool and brill because of the way I live my life. This is from Omar Reburn. Dear Russell, I listen to your show every week and download the podcast. Well done, thanks mate. I just looked at your webcam. How come you aren't doing your backcomb thingy? Do you only do it for telly? Speak. Um, no, I don't only do it for telly, it's just sometimes I can't be bothered. I just wash my hair, come back from holiday and everything, so I just wash my hair when I got in. Sometimes I can't bother all that hullabaloo. It's a bit like dressing up like a superhero doing those clothes, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm not in the mood. So big-headed. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't mean I've got superpowers or nothing like that. I just mean I feel like I've got a costume on a little bit. You said bit. earlier we went and got some coffee. Yeah. I said, oh, it's going to take ages if you come because people want photos and autographs. Why don't yeah. you stay in the car? Yeah. They won't know who I am. I'm just drifting. I'm a mystery man. My hair's slightly lower. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Williams commented on my hair, didn't he? Do you remember? What did he say? He said it was stupid. <laughs> no, he didn't. He just goes, oh, your hair's not as uh, high, mate, or something like that. And I goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Declan, oh, isn't he lovely? Yeah, well, you can see lovely, why people like you want to give him a right cuddle. Yeah. All sort of sweet and nice. Paul McKenna goes to us, why don't you come out with me and Simon Cowell in London? We've got crazy. Get on a lap dancing place. Yeah, it'll be wild. Paul McKenna's funny, isn't he? Hey, we said we were going to ring him up, didn't we? Let's get oh, Paul yeah. McKenna on the phone. We get his number. About sex animals. Tell us what animals you'd like to have sex with. Not like to have sex with, because <laughs> you shouldn't, because it's out of order to the animal. Say you had to, though, which ones it would be. Hey, uh, that's not juvenile, because you'll have to describe the qualities of the animal, right? It's actually poetic. You'll have to discover mm. you know, some of the beautiful qualities. The, like, you know, that play Equus is, after all, about nothing more than the eroticism of animals. So don't say we're being juvenile, even though we tangibly and obviously are. <laughs> uh, I just looked on the webcam, you're not doing your hair. I saw you on Jonathan Ross, you looked awful cosy in the green room with Serena Williams. Did you try anything on with her and was she any, having any she of it? She's beautiful, isn't she? I did try it on with her, yeah. I goes to her like, um, yeah, I'll kiss your... Hey, uh, gives you a phone number. She goes, well, you know, I'm American. I, you know, so I try to get out of she it. She could goes, snap you like a twig. Oh, that's what I was hoping for, actually. Because I'm out, you'd really know she was there, wouldn't you? You mm. know, in a, in a, in a conjugal situation. She's taller than you. She, yeah, well, she seemed it. I mean, I was sat down, so I couldn't really tell. But, like, she seemed like she was going to be. She was power and energy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I fancied her. I goes, look, why don't you leave your email address then? Come see me do some stand up. And she said, uh, she would then. What's wrong with that? Come see me do some stand up. Email address. She goes, she goes, I'll bring my sister. I go, yeah, you're damn right you will. Because there's not enough of you for me. Let me tell you. you didn't say like that. Damn right you will, girl. Well, right. you went, okay, thank you. Thanks, Mrs. Tennis. I love you. Bye. Good luck at Wombly. Bye. <laughs> and then just ran away screaming. Yeah, no, she didn't call. So, but, you know, there, there you are. You know, you've got them the breaks. You've got to, you know, take the rough with a smooth in life. That would be a funny celebrity pairing. It'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be great. You two. Imagine the world, that. You know, we'd be very much the new Posh and Bex. <laughs> me and Serena Williams. I'd like to get out of her. So, but, you know, there doesn't seem she's into it. But she's over here doing Wimbledon, isn't she? How long is she going to well, be she's here she's probably quite busy, isn't she? You're what, doing the tennis all day? Yeah. 
So I think, ah, oh, what's the name of that comedian? I'm going to go and watch him. Yeah, but how long does it take to do a tennis? Hour, hour and a half. You've done the tennis. Come out with me, girl. Let's get in touch with her. Mikey, you little squatch twerp. Why don't you get us Serena Williams's number, please? Or How's phone he up. How's going to do that? I don't know. Just hang around outside her hotel. <laughs> <laughs> hang around outside her hotel, drunk, wearing pajamas that you got from a mental hospital, all stained and that, and then just fling yourself at Serena. I just met a girl named Serena. And suddenly I found... That's how songs should be sung in the real world. So, yeah, Mikey, go on, ring up Wimbledon, see if you can get us tickets or something. I don't really... I'm not... Do you like tennis? No, not really. Backwards, forwards, who cares? Venus and Serena. Mm. So Serena probably means serene, and Venus is oh, God well of love. Oh, well done. Oh, do you do Latin, do ya? Oh, you understand Let language. Let finish. Thank God we have to do in them meetings with them moguls. I was good in those meetings. You just show off. He thought they were Mowglies. He wanted Barlu and Bagheera <laughs> turn up. Are we going to meet them Mowglies? I had some brilliant jokes come out, and I had some good ideas. You've done very well. We're going to be making films soon, so you're doing very well. I'm you had to joking. put on the old costume, the old superhero costume. Oh, another meeting. Here we go. <laughs> put on the old tragic costume. <laughs> Wheel out the old jokes. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm from Victorian times. Oh, don't you know? I'm slightly affected. Give us a movie or cry. <laughs> yeah, and if I don't get a movie film by the end of the day, I don't know what I better should do. <laughs> Cha-cha, totally pity, but we. Back in the car. <laughs> Next movie. <laughs> Take me back to my suite. I'm depressed. Where are my tea bags? Where are my tea bags? <laughs> I want a couple of tea to unwind. What about when we drank a bit of whiskey in your room? You went, what are you doing? <laughs> Why didn't you have the miniatures? <laughs> what? Because you clutched back ass. a big bottle of whiskey. I don't even drink. There's all booze everywhere. I was bringing people back to that suite trying to impress her. I was like living with a tramp. <laughs> there was a trail around everywhere you'd been. You'd been in the toilet, done it, excreted in the stinkiest fashion, kicked the bath mat out of the door. That was all open. You fool. Well, you did one of your blackouts. <laughs> At least you didn't do it in a plastic bag and sling it off the roof, which you have Shut been up. known to do. It's been recorded on these shows. Right, so, okay, what are some of these emails? Quite long. Dear Russ, says Salim, age 17, this brainchild of yours that you call a revolution has really taken off lately, and when I went to get something to eat just now, and my mum was humming while I was cooking, oh, the revolution's upon us. Yeah, good, I can see that, that it's, yeah, it's becoming tangible. Feeble revolution, I... you at its helm. This revolution will be great once it gets a bit of momentum. Let them, all we've got to do first, come all nice and famous everywhere, all the and while... Then, if everyone hubs, and, and no-one do their A-levels. <laughs> Don't do your A-levels! It's just a sport playing into their hands! Hold on, where's this one about Krishnamurti? Right. Feeble, is it the revolution? Wheel him out and John Paul Sartre. Here comes Krishnamurti! So it's time to start taking old Russ seriously. This is from Simon. Hello, Russell and Matt. Regarding this revolution of yours, you seem to be concentrating on the external aspects, but according to Krishnamurti, real change can only occur by inner revolution. Quite right, Simon, you are. Krishnamurti, I'd have to agree with him there. Because there's no point having, like, a revolution, like kicking a bus stop down, if you're all, like, drunk and on drugs or something. You do have to transform inwardly and find inner peace. But, you know, I did used to be a junkie, and I've moved on, don't know if I've mentioned it. Right? And then what we'll do now is we'll evolve ourselves. Because I did realise that, you know, these frivolous trappings, great big hotel suites, upper-class travel. You always say it this. It is meaningless. Yeah. It don't make you happy. Why do you demand it? I demand it. It makes because... it seem. When we got there, he yeah. just had a normal room. He yeah. was like a child, because he was I... literally saying, I want a sweet. <laughs> I want a sweet. Give me a sweet. Give me a sweet. <laughs> like a seven-year-old. Yeah, but like, listen, come on. I'd like some nice And then they suite. just gave you two rooms. That's, they stuck two rooms together, opened the connecting door, and went, there you go, that's a suite. And you went, yeah, well... good, good. <laughs> and you lived there for about two days. Then you found out there was real sweets, and you demanded those. <laughs> then when you were put in there, you were lost. <laughs> you slept in one little corner, <laughs> a pile of 
clothes. I didn't even sleep in the bed. I made myself a dog's bed in the corner out of towels and just <laughs> cuddled up with a shower cap and a bath rug. Called it my friend. I was like Tom Cruise in that castaway film. I drew a, I drew a face on my head. Look. Listen, so we've got a bit more about Christian Murray. Let's not bother on about that. We will we'll progress beyond no, the, the material age. You're spiritually age. on a higher plane, but you do like your comforts. At the moment, I've not, I'll, I'll happily admit that I've not evolved to the point where I can overcome the pleasure of the flesh. I like having it off. That's something I should be able to evolve I'm not having a for that. Well, you, it seems like you are. And, like, you That's know, material wealth. cab drives down the street a bit late. <laughs> 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 I'm very career-minded, aren't I? Because we've got to get to that. That's the starting point of the domination. We can't dominate the world and have a revolution if no one knows who we are. We'll just be lunatics that shouting in the street like you see on Cold Arbor Lane. We've got to make a difference. Come on. Now, for Christ's sake, focus. So, Russell, I think you need to become a Krishnamurti, Eckhart Tolle-style guru and spread spiritual enlightenment throughout the planet. You can carry on your cuddling uh, if you want to, and your disciples will probably be up for it if you become a messiah. Do you want to try? Oh, I want to try. That was a catchphrase we used to have. See you in Dublin next month. Yeah, come to the tour in Dublin. All right, Simon, thank you very much. I will focus on spiritual enlightenment as I realise that the material world is transient and it doesn't actually make you happy, but it does distract you from unhappiness a little bit. What are we going to listen to? Oh, yeah. In honour of Matt Morgan's way of greeting and leaving people, why don't we play the Beatles song, Hello, Goodbye, which is, Matt could say <laughs> either one of those. If you ever meet Matt in the street, just, you know, he'll, he might say hello, he might say goodbye, he might be too busy fussing over his pockets full of tea bags to say anything at all. It's the Beatles! Hello, goodbye, either will do. That's the Beatles. Um... <laughs> This is a, an email. Hi, Russell. Did you know, says Jojo, that flamingos can only mate in large groups? So if anyone did want to have <laughs> relationships with a flamingo, they would essentially have to have a flamingo orgy. Bye, says Jojo. So there you are, Matthew. That's the world you want to live in. Flamingos. At it with each other from miles around. Sorry, I was just eating something then. I ran about a bit. Lewis. Lewis! Says <laughs> Russell, if I were to have it off with an animal, I reckon it would be a panda because it, they like to cuddle afterwards. That's good. Do they though? Aren't they vicious? Do you remember Matthew I about that, that man bloke who worked in a zoo extracting semen from chimps and he has, he dip, does it and then afterwards they want to cuddle. That's nice, isn't it? That that chimpanzees are sort it's of tragic. emotional. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, you extract the semen from them and give them a little. <laughs> and then afterwards they need a little cuddle with you. Oh, a little monkey cuddle, but we're still with gloves on. I'd give it. I'd. Draft me in for the cuddle, or do they want to cuddle the person that they're standing? Yeah, they don't just want someone. They Anyone's impersonal nature of that. So I live my life, baby. I don't know what these little chimps are up to, crazy little devils. But they, you know, they live by a different clock. My friend Lara downloads the podcast every week, then sends it to me, cheating the system in a way. But it's ruining. Listen, woman, that's ruining our chart position. Uh, but, but it's listening that counts in the end. She has made friends with Mr Nibs, but I reckon she's only using him as a stepping stone to get to you. Mr Nibs is uh, the servant of this show. We ain't seen him for a while, have we? Has he no. been back? What's happened to him? Dunno, he came in here a little while ago, didn't he? And he, he looked went a bit shifted. Opened those presents he went, and yeah. made bad radio. Yeah, that's right. I think he might have taken up glue sniffing or something. He looked like edgy. If I was his mm. parents, I'd be deeply, deeply <laughs> concerned about the boy. Okay, so actually we're going to talk to that girl. Oh, what is it in the news? Oh, right. Well, now, remember I t told you that thing earlier that um, there was a, a woman on the uh, aeroplane with me and said, like, why would you chatting up that stewardess? Give me a ring. We'll give her a ring, see what she's got to say. But before that, let's find out what's going on on our planet. Remember, it is our planet. We can do what we want with it. Let's try and save it a little bit. Come on, let's get together. 88 to 91 FM, Radio 2 from the BBC. Here's the news. <laughs> 
at 10 o'clock now. This is Andrea Simmons. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Hard to handle black crows, Russell Brand, Radio 2, just had the news. Now, you know, then it was black crows. That weren't part of the news, that things are hard to handle. Although so, some things are hard to handle, but, you know, that's, that's, that seems to be life. Um, here, Mikey, get that um, woman that's on the plane up on the phone, right? And uh, if she don't answer, we'll just leave something on her answer phone machine. Remember, like we just said earlier, that there was that woman on the plane said, oh, you know, I'd like you to chat me up. We'll just leave her a message Did on the Did you do the chatting up in full view of that girl? Cause that's the, that's she saw me hand over the sick bag, you know, and that's... <laughs> that's, that's the, right. And if that don't get people going, I don't know what will. You know, that little sicky-wicky bag. It stirs people. So we've got a few emails. Brilliant show, as always, says Emma. I'm glad to be working on Saturday night, but you are both helping to ease the boredom. So is the wine. What are you drunk for? What kind of job does she do? Hmm. I'm, I, I'm gutted to be working on a Saturday night, but you're helping to ease the boredom. So is the wine. I have to say that Matt is gorgeous, but either would do. Either, oh, well, either of us. Oh, hello, Emma. Saucy. Well, you know, let's see how it all goes. I mean, does, what's she doing? Sat around as a job, drinking wine, hmm. thinking about Security guards. You shouldn't be allowed wine as a security guard. You've got to focus. What if there's an assailant or a bandit hmm. comes in? Russell, Matt, G. G is incidentally he's sat over there frantically writing notes for his poem. Oh, who have I got to do a shout out to, mate? Willowfield School in Walthamstow. Willowfield School in Walthamstow, where Mr G has been doing his poetry workshops. He goes, right, he goes, oh, yeah, I've been to school. He goes, oh, you've got a lot of fans there, though, mate. He goes, and then he goes, oh, watch out, though, because they're prepubescent. I was, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, the minute you said it was a school was the point where I decided that is not a place where I, it didn't even cross my mind to look for targets in a school, G. You don't have to, oh, and these, and these children, have any of them been blessed by the furry fingers of puberty? <laughs> You know, it's not something that would occur to me. So, uh, yeah, but a big shout going out to all of you there. I've never done a shout out before. It went quite well, didn't it? Mm, show me all in bed. <laughs> I don't think so, those little guys. What's it called? Willow what? Willowfield. Willowfield? And that's like really trying to create the idea that there's in Wolverhampton. No, I, bet, I bet it's hell, that school, isn't it? Oh, Willowfield. Welcome to Willowfield School. <laughs> Crikey. Hello, Russ, Matt, G, etc. Can you please settle an argument? Yes, I can. Any argument, I'll settle it. I, I like the word argument. I was trying to have an argument. Are you trying to have an argument? Go into an argument. Is Mikey, the guy who works for us, the same guy who's working the buttons for Chris Moore's show yesterday? Probably because yes. he's essentially a radio prostitute. <laughs> pouring his way around the BBC. Westwood last week. Before that, it was Moyles. He'll probably have his finger on Wogan's button before the end of the week, won't you, Mikey? Yeah, dirty little devil. That'll make him blush. I heard him for two seconds yesterday. I'm sure it was him, but my mate says it wasn't. Who is right? It was him. When are you going to do stand-up in Glasgow, continues Lindy, because I keep checking. I don't think I'll, I'll do it later in the year. Dear Russ, Matt, Nibs and G, do you remember that election you rigged for Joe Tidy to become a student union rep some time ago? Yes, I do remember. He's in your pocket, says Johnny Lyne. Wow, Johnny Lyne's not a real person. Mm. Just make sure he becomes Prime Minister, then it will be simple to dominate him. Well, actually, we ain't heard from Joe Tidy since we've had him in our pocket. It's about time he started, we started to make him spread our message. 
I'm humming in Portugal, says Marta. Let's get the revolution going. Oh, nice one. S start in um, reading these in the songs and then <laughs> them on air. <laughs> what do you mean? No, these are good. I like them. It's nice. Why didn't you promote the revolution on Jonathan Watt Ross last week? You missed a golden opportunity on the mainstream television. Are you still presenting the Diner concert tomorrow evening, says Matt. No, Matt. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I've not been invited <laughs> to present the Diana concert because, you know, I mean, I'm doing that Live Earth, though, in a week. That we're doing our radio show live from there next week, so that'll be brilliant. Tune in to that. In fact, I've got some information here about, I don't know, that's got lost under paper. But anyway, do you think their message is there? slightly confused because the weather's so bad? Like them going, global warming, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think, that I don't much hold much truck with this, like, short-term view. It's right, quite reductive to say, oh, global warming, it's all right, really, because it'll make things warm. But then we'll all be born mutants in a... Well, That's we what old McKenna was saying, wasn't he? McKenna? McKenna was up for it, yeah. Paul yeah. McKenna, he was going, well, global warming isn't such Sounds a nice. thing. It'll be okay, holiday season, all year round. Do you want to quit smoking? Why don't you then look into my eyes? You agreed with him at the time. I didn't agree with him. I said, to, I said "Yeah, McKenna, you're a real wise guy." I goes to him. I said to him, "It's absolutely ridiculous and preposterous that you've got to look at the world in the broader context." I'm not someone to kowtow to the views of hypnotist Paul McKenna. Let's ring up hypnotist Paul McKenna. We're going to talk to all sorts of people on this show. Noel Gallagher is going to do a call. Noel filled in. He's not responded to text messages. You know, Saturday night. Come on, don't be surprised. Um, but we've got, you know, the smoking's banned now. Because right, smokers across England are having their final puff at work and the pub before the ban on lighting up in enclosed public places begins at six o'clock. The move follows bans across the UK and is intended to cut out deaths from secondhand smoke. We're going to talk to some people hold, having their own smokers party in a little bit of time now. Some time will pass, then that'll happen. But before that happens, we're talking to... You remember a minute ago I was going, oh, right, yeah, there's this girl who sent us an email. She was looking at me from across the aisle in the aeroplane. Well, she's on the line now, are you? Hello. Hi, Russell. Hello, dear. What's your name? It's Laura. All right, Laura. How so, are you? Uh, I feel all right, thanks. Just doing this radio programme. Are you... What, so, what, you're the girl that was office... I'm assuming you're the girl that was reading that book about, uh, about that groupie, was you? <laughs> yeah, I'm with the band by Pamela DeBars. How, how very convenient. <laughs> what, what, what did you learn? She's my writing teacher, actually. So, what? um... I She's your writing teacher? I a week with her and, uh... What was she? Book. All right, tell me, but I haven't read that book. Tell me, like, in a nutshell, what's it about? About her sleeping with loads of uh, rock stars, basically. Keith Moon, Jimmy Page. Jim Morrison. Um, Noel Fielding. Um, yeah. Not Noel Fielding, Noel Redding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> probably him, too. I don't know. I mean, you know, he's, he's quite focused, Noel. Now, so, okay, so she's your writing teacher, and, uh, and she wrote that book about all sorts of how's your father. And you're a writer yourself, are you? No, um... How come you're sat there in upper class? What? How come you're sat there in upper class? You saying there's never, like, good-looking blokes up there and everything. Do what, I sound like I shouldn't be in upper class? Or maybe I don't know. I don't know what the system is yet for <laughs> who should be there and who shouldn't. But I'm over in London for work, and I run a clothing company called Morphine Generation. Oh, and, uh, don't plug your products on our radio show. Other clothing companies are available. <laughs> and uh, I was... Um, uh, yeah, I, All right, so I listen, upgraded with my miles. All so. oh, right, you got upgraded, so really you shouldn't have been there. Is yeah, it? You've tricked your way in. Where so, was Matt? It, Matt was uh, Matt was just clinging. Was in a cupboard. It was clinging <laughs> to the bottom of the plane, like a, like a little gremlin, unscrewing things, <laughs> saying hello and goodbye to the wheels alternately and inappropriately. So hey, listen, why don't? Uh, so anyway, do you saw me chain up some person, and and you're reading a book about groupies. So it sounds to me like uh, you're not looking for a marriage. <laughs> 
I was just really impressed by your mad skills. I don't know what you were saying to them, but mm. was like, it was like the Playboy Mansion up there. There was just stewardesses hovering all around you. Like five of them. Right, don't let people through the looking glass. Bad for public <laughs> image. Uh, you know me. It's good for public image. Is it? Good for the Playboy Mansion, yeah. I don't know. We should go to that Playboy Mansion. Don't try to trace that what's going on. L Laura? Yes. Well, we've got your phone number, so we can, if necessary, ring you out, ring you up to <laughs> ring you out. I'll <laughs> ring you right out, darling. You're in for the ride of your life, sweetheart. Um, so, we could, yeah, we could call. Like, perhaps we'll talk later. You seem like you're not mad. Uh, it's nice to talk to you. We've got to carry on with the radio show. All right. right bye. Thank you very much bye. for the call. Bye, bye. Love you. Bye, bye. She seemed like a nice sort of a girl. Right, hey, Matthew, let's put music on because my headphones have got a bit mad. I'm hearing all sorts of, like, well, I keep hearing in my head, you are, you are the messiah. You are the messiah. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with my headphones. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. What are you sticking on, mate? Why don't you put Happy Mondays on, because I think later on in the show, um, Sean and Because we played Bez that last week. Are coming at, so? No, we never. Yes, we did. We, we did not play Kinky Afro on the show last week. Sure we did. You definitely didn't. Definitely not. Put up another... Right. What? Let's put it on, then. Yeah, well, end the world. Oh, no, a song's been played twice on I'll all the radio. Trouble. There is No, you don't. There's, no, there's, no, there's not some sect where you go off and have meetings it's about what happens. It's to play the Just same stick thing. It on. We're, talk we're, talking to, we're talking to Sean and Bez in a little bit, but, while, so let's put this on for them. That were Happy Mondays, Kinky Afro. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Text us what animal you want to have it off with. Actively want to. 88291 or give us a call on 0500 288 291. We've got um, uh, Sean and possibly Bez out of Happy Mondays on the phone. Are you there, Sean? Hi, Russell. You right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Have you just come off stage? Yeah. Beswick's not with us, though. I don't know where he is. Has he just drifted off? Yeah, as he does. Yeah, I suppose so. It must be difficult to keep an eye on Bez, I suppose, Sean. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's probably, he strikes me as a free spirit from what uh -huh. I know of him. Yeah, you sound very well. I'm all right. Yeah? Did you, you enjoy enjoying performing? Yeah, it's okay, yeah. Right, you've Rock got, and roll. Yeah, you've got quite a big tour coming up, eh? Yeah, well, we're on it at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. This is the tour. You're, this is during the tour. What? You're on the tour now? Say that again. Are you, are you on tour or have you got a tour coming up? Oh, no, we're on tour now, yeah. This is it, you're already on tour. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, look, I can see from the 30th of June all the way to 13th of October, loads yeah. of gigs Liverpool, Birmingham, Southampton, Brixton, Newcastle, Glasgow, you're all over the show. And yeah. what's, you've got a new album, Uncle Dysfunctional, out, what, a couple of days, out next week? Is it? Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, that's right, yeah. Sean, you got must focus on when your album is coming out because yeah, I'll leave that to someone else. Yeah. I'm not really bothered, Russell. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not a salesman, mate. No, no, I suppose not. On this show, Sean, we've just been uh, talking like about um, like say you like which animal do I you think? I just do, yeah, shagging animals. Yeah, which ones? I you... just stick with women, mate. Just women, <laughs> but I know that, that. I mean, it obviously that is the like your own species, um, and then like that is probably the best place to look for sexual fulfillment. But you know, if you had to, yeah. Uh, I don't think I could do an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, Matt's going to do a flamingo. I do a tiger. Paul McKenna, the hypnotist, wants to do a kangaroo. You know, kangaroo. like fuck a cabbage instead. Yeah. Sorry about the language. But that, that, that beep was a bit loud, sorry about that. Um, yes, you could, yeah, I think, right, cabbage would be, you've gone yeah. straight onto the vegetable community. <laughs> Who would have thought that there would be... Well, he don't wriggle, did he? No. He's <laughs> strangling him. 
<laughs> that, that's, yeah, that is one advantage of sex with the cabbage over sex, for example, with a kangaroo. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. So, hey, so um, what about are you living the, the same sort of lifestyle as you always were, Sean? Like being on tour, is it all a bit reckless and crazy, or is it different now? Um, it's it's a little bit different, you know. I'm a bit sort of like boring now, you know. I'm just like. Well, I am. I'm really quite boring. We've, we've just done this show and I'm back in here watching something with that bird off uh, that I used to do this morning talking about H's television. What's she talking about? like Fern, Fern Britain? That's it, Fern Britain. We're just talking about TV in the 80s. Is it any good? That's right, yeah. So you're not, uh, so what's that then? You're not drinking no more then, mate? Oh, I'll have a pint, yeah. All right, fair enough. That's okay. But, not, but nothing barmy, nothing too eccentric. No, not anymore, you know. Oh, no, I'll start shagging animals. <laughs> if you do need a hobby, you know, yeah. if you find yourself on tour a bit down the dumps, maybe just grab hold of a kingfisher, just yeah. start having a go at that. Keep yourself cheerful. <laughs> so, uh, thanks very much for coming on here, mate. And oh, uh, And uh, g good luck with your tour. And look after yourself and don't get too bored. And, uh, you no. know, you'll be all right, I reckon. It's really nice to hear you sound like on top of your game and everything, mate. Nice one. All right, take it easy. Ta-da now. All right, thanks, Russell. Now you're blessed. Yeah, you and all, mate. Ta-da, I'll see you later. I think, yeah. sound, I think it sounds well, doesn't he? Yeah, sounds good. That's good. He's on top of things. That's well, nice. You met him at the Comedy Awards. Did you talk to him? I spoke to him a little bit, and I think, yeah, I think he's... He'd... completely... He's all come right. alive. That's, that's, yeah, that's perfect. Because we met him at well. the NME Awards once, didn't we, and he was... Was he toppling? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll get their album, Uncle Dysfunctional, is out on the 2nd of July, and uh, Jelly Beans out on the 16th of July. Right, so, um, yeah, Matthew, go and stick something on then. Yeah? Yeah, let's stick something on, then we'll uh, focus. What have we got? We've got half half hour of the show left. We've got to talk to Noel Gallagher. We've got to talk to some woman about this smoking ban. And then, uh, if Noel Fielding calls back, we'll talk to him. Stay with us. It's Russell Brand Show on Radio 2. Russell Brand on Radio 2. Now, this is the last night you're allowed to smoke in this country. We've got Neil on the phone. He's running a smoking party at his bar in East London. Hello, Neil. Hello there. Neil, how's it going? You sound a bit tired, probably because you're ridden with emphysema. Running a bar makes you tired every day. And smoking makes okay, you tired. And smoking. Are you, well, are you against smoking? No, 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 no. I, I, you know, all, some of my best friends are smokers. I believe they're human <laughs> beings. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> some of your best friends are smokers. What are they yeah. doing? What are they doing now? You, you're just around by people smoking. They're smoking. They're smoking all sorts. They're smoking cigars, fat cigarettes, skinny roll-ups, and everything. They're smoking it. They're just going mad for the tobacco. They're, they're doing it. They can't get enough of it. No. Well, I'm not really into this. I'm glad about this smoking ban a bit. You are. I'm glad well, about it. It's annoying, well, yeah. isn't it? Well, no, I mean, um, well, I mean, some people really hate it. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I think people should have a choice. I mean, but in, in the end of the day, I think if it helps people get out smoking, I think it's a very good thing. Yeah, I'm not, you know, you know the erosion of personal freedom. That's not very good. People should be able to be free and stuff. But they're not allowed to I, have I, any I other drugs. Really, I, I think so. I mean, when when there was a time, if it, some of the adverts were showing on, and the you know the shots were showing on projections on the wall. I mean, you know, it was only a few years ago, I remember some of those adverts when they encouraged you to smoke and said it was really cool. Yeah. And all the revenue was, in, was, was um, accumulated for it, so and gathered for it. Now, yeah. it's um, a complete change of, um, 
It's a complete change of mindset. Yeah. There's no real reason well, why smoking should be thought of as cool, is there? It's because of brilliant mani manipulation. It's Sigmund yeah, Freud's course, nephew. Yeah, so, I mean, You'll shut people... up for a bit, exactly. Neil, you pervert. Exactly. You're just some bloke in a bar. Right? <laughs> I was, I was, Edward Bernay, <laughs> Sigmund Freud's nephew, right? For, what happened was, he's like, enough women weren't smoking cigarettes, right? Because there was a stigma against it. And uh, the, these marketing people from Philip Morris goes, oh, can you help us find a way to get women interested in smoking? Is there anything in the theories of Freud? He goes, yeah, tell people it's a substitute penis. They'll get right into smoking fags <laughs> then. And the marketing campaign was, you've got a load of beautiful debutantes to have cigarettes in their garters, and on a Liberty Day parade in America, a, de a designated point, all these debutantes pulled cigarettes out of their garters and lit up together and said that it was lighting a torch of freedom, and they associated the idea of smoking with the idea of feminism. And if you have a, a, a notion or a, a maxim like torches of freedom in the American language, it's very powerful because the Statue of Liberty is holding yeah, aloft yeah, a torch yeah. of freedom. So yeah. since then, and then like, and they affiliated them with movie stars, so they constantly contacted the idea of smoking with the idea of coolness. There ain't no yeah. reason why it is. There ain't no reason why Coca-Cola's cool, either. It's always a, the association of coolness with different yeah. ideas. Well, of course. This, yeah. It's not cool, is it, smoking? Not, not at all, but I mean, uh, America thought it was. Those dirty devils across there. Mind you, we've been having a lovely America time thinks, over with the um, Mongols. Bombing Iraq's cool, too. Oh, hello there. I don't know if they think it's cool. <laughs> Neil, you, you and your cigarette party is Sorry. quite controversial there. It's all right. You're entitled to your views, mate. They're obviously not the views of BBC. I've not asked what the BBC's views are. No, I mean, no you didn't say that. People who would you talk to? Yeah, no, I, I'm sure people. I'm sure people would. I mean, you know, I think our stance is there shouldn't be wars under any circumstances. Don't bother having one. It's a yeah. senseless lot of hullabaloo to have a war. Right. So, like, you're, are you a smoker yourself? I'm an ex-smoker. You're I've an ex-smoker. Okay. I've been an ex-smoker a few times actually. Um, now I think my final shot. I think. I'm, I'm oh, all right. You still you're you're an ex-smoker, but you do currently smoke fags. I'm not a pious ex-smoker. Right, you're not judging people. No, not at all. Well, what I suggest you do is uh, put, like, take your trousers and pants down, put some sunglasses over <laughs> the top of your willy, and then tuck a cigarette between your willy and your balls, and just like, just have that. That's whenever you have a cigarette, you've got to do that simultaneously, just to undermine the idea of cigarettes. I've done that. I've done that many times. I like to think you're doing that now, Neil. Don't light it. Though. Never light it. Yeah, that well, you could can be hazardous. What you've got a missus. Oh, no, she's, getting, she's very shy. What are you grabbing after your missus for? No wonder she's not <laughs> going near you with your little trouser smoker down there like causing an aggro. Neil, for God's sake, clear off, you lunatic. <laughs> Thank you for uh, helping us to acknowledge that this is the we're last right night of smoking. You're a lovely person to have on the air. You've been sexy. Thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. Take care, Neil. Bye-bye, mate. There goes Bye. old Neil. They're celebrating the final days of smoking. Later on on this show, we're going to be talking to Noel Gallagher. And in honour of Noel Gallagher and the concept of smoking. Why don't we align those two ideas brilliantly in an Oasis record that summarises these concepts quite succinctly. We're dovetailing, it's what's going on. That were Oasis, Cigarettes and Alcohol. Dear Russell, says Marie, where's your help feature gone? I need some help. I mean, on a Saturday at my age, you're helping a bit, but not as much as a new place to live. The love of my life and babies galore. Ciao for now. And by the way, a horse with nice breath and some kind of harness. Marie, thank you. She's saying that that's the animal. Yeah. Well, you know, the, there is something erotic about the, the, the uh, equine, isn't there? I mean, they're all sort of muscular, aren't they? 
Well, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you'd want to marry one, or it, but there is a neuroticism. I suppose, like, you know, the, if you look at the connotations... Just have a one-night stand, is that what that, you're saying? That's it. I don't want to get involved with it long-term, that's what I'm saying. And I think that if you look at the language that surrounds sex, oh, we were like an animal in the sack, you know, people are always saying things like that, oh, he was hung like a horse, oh, he was a real tiger between the sheets. Is it any wonder that some people become confused <laughs> on zoo visits and start throwing suspenders and tights over the barriers for the monkeys to play with, like a monkey as a burglar with tights over its head so you couldn't identify it. It's the sort of thing I could get into. My boyfriend, says Joanna, says he would like to involve himself with a duck because of the noise <laughs> that they would make. I suppose, you know, that... <laughs> what? The noise is a turn-on? <laughs> a duck would sound abrupt, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't think the duck... Cause it could nothing... break your arm. That's a swan. And like well, a, that means it could injure your thumb. Yeah, I suppose so. If it's, yeah, scaled down. Yeah. I, I, a mallard. A mallard could really have a good go at your thumb. I don't think there's anything erotic about the duck, but the, the, from the way they walk to their Hang yellowness on, a swan. of their beak. A swan, that's a good animal. It's very elegant, a swan. The of neck. Of course. But I don't, they, they, I don't like the, the hissing and their attitude when they think you're near their eggs. They kick off too quick, you know? Mm. They just, they're, they're not compassionate. They Maybe they're all right if you approach them as a lover instead of just giving them bread. <laughs> Look, I mean, you're welcome to the bread, but if, <laughs> if you're interested in taking this any further, I, I suddenly know that I'd enjoy it enormously. Um, so, yeah, we've been away in Hollywood, me and dear old Matt Morgan, and uh, it was a ri rich and interesting time. I, of course, because of me not drinking and, uh, like, stoic, decent lifestyle in preparation for a spiritual revolution, I was home early most nights. <laughs> Yes, I was. Yeah, dragging whatever you could bring back. <laughs> Just, uh, I couldn't stay alone in that opulent palace of splendour. I wanted to set up a community in there. I felt lonely. One um, person at a time. <laughs> uh, but, like, Matt was obviously out drinking himself, daft most no, wasn't. You can only drink till 2am in Los Angeles and then right. everyone goes home. Quite drunk, right. in cars. drunk, driving drunk. Matt and uh, our agent Nick and some other people were driving around all drunk, right? No, that, well, the yeah. The driver was a bit drunk. Everyone in that car was a bit drunk. It's a bit irresponsible. It was a different context in America because they don't want to cripple the automobile industry, so they don't like push the idea of anti-drink driving or anything. They will stop people driving cars and buying petrol, right? So like, uh, they were all coming home. The woman was drunk that was driving it, and the police pulled them over, and Matt goes. <laughs> All panic would go out to go, don't worry. I was thinking, I'm going to okay. ditch her as soon as he starts asking questions. But yeah. I didn't know. I've been asleep in this car for two days. <laughs> I, I just suddenly started moving. Have you seen my toothbrush? And then uh, they're pulled over by the old Bill. And then they stay in this. Old Bill is scary in America compared to here. They're a bit serious because we, when we came back, we saw some policemen <laughs> walking along. They, had, they all had sort of coloured, luminous tunics on. And they were taking a BMX that had obviously been stolen back, but it looked like it was their bike. Yeah, wheeling a BMX, just sort of like some teenagers. Like goons. Yeah, oh, better get this bike back. In America, they're big gun-wielding, brutal savages, aren't they? They yeah. could turn on you at any moment. Big. They were shining light into the into the eyes of the girl that was driving the car, and then into the and then went, no, have you been drinking? And she goes, oh, I had a glass of wine with my dinner. Then shone into the eyes of uh, Nick, our agent. He, and he went, have you been drinking? He went, yep, I've been drinking. And then shone into the eyes of Matt. And he didn't bother <laughs> even to ask, because Matt was mewling and stretching. <laughs> no, I, I just lay there with my head back, thinking, oh, God, here we go. And then when the torch came on me, I tried to sort of, I was sort of, my head was back, I was going, Ugh. All lolling back. Lolling back, and then um, I didn't, I couldn't even form a word before he went, yep, <laughs> yeah. put the torch off me. 
You're very lucky to get away with that. Don't drink, drive. Uh, we shouldn't won. have got in the car with her. I shouldn't didn't know she'd been drinking. Well, so, what do you think she was doing? What do you think she was collapsing she was back just tipping it down her neck. Just tipping down it away. Uh, okay. Oh, look at this. Sarah says, a giraffe on account of the size of its tongue. I'll see you on Stoke for oh. my birthday. Sarah, why have you two... Right, let's not talk about well, this anymore. I think of all giraffes as women. You think of giraffes as well, because they're eyelashes. You can't think of a male giraffe. Yeah, I know. Or a female monkey. You never see a monkey and think, oh, well, Oh, I do think of female you monkeys. You think of female monkeys. Is PG is... tips? They're all, yeah, because they've got dresses on. And do you think they dress the boys as I don't boys think they care, no. I don't I think, think they, they care completely, either. I reckon they just sellotate their nuts up and go, go on, you're a woman <laughs> for this. But yeah. it's true that giraffes all seem female. They are quite feminine, and I suppose the same with flamingos. I suppose that's why you're drawn to them. I'm not drawn to them. It was a conversation you that you started because you felt guilty about some Probably you and your cat, Morrissey. <laughs> my and my cat, Morrissey, have a platonic relationship. He had a go at me when I got in. Really? That's because you keep abandoning him to chase your Hollywood dreams. Oh, the Hollywood dreams! What do you mean he had a go at you? Well, he just seemed sulky, and then there's a bit where I was sort of stroking him, and then I lashed out. And I'd really? Like, I'd never punish him for anything, so I'd just let him scratch and bite me until he bored of it and then goes what's the problem but he you know he obviously was un incapable of responding in a reasonable way because he doesn't have language well have we got someone on the line did you say right we've got someone on the line is it i think it might be a tiny child hello hello oh what's your name sarah sarah what have you what where are you darling wakefield you're in wakefield what have you been up to today um there's a sports um sports day on a pub in the field today and I won all the games. You won all of them? Hold on, well, let's talk about this, like, slowly and get through it. There's a sports day at a pub. What, yeah. What, that's strange, because normally sports day, like, when I was your age, how old are you? Ten. When I was your age, sports day happened at school. Do you have a school sports day as well? Yeah. Or are you being educated in a pub? <laughs> 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 oh, that's a nice little laugh, darling. So, okay, so you won three medals, did you? Um, yeah. What for? Um, I did rounders. What's that? Rounders? You got a medal yeah. for that? Well done. Football. You got a medal for that? Yeah. Um, and, um... Come on, because otherwise people darts. can... Darts. Darts? <laughs> 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 You're doing all pub sports. You did quite well. Did you have a nice day? Yeah. So what do you, what do you want to do when you're older? Do you think you want to be a footballer or a darts player or a rounders player? Or, or is um, it... a ski instructor. You want to be a ski instructor? Yeah. That's good. Why? Um, I like going skiing. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Right, you're allowed to go skiing. I find skiing a little bit difficult. What about them shoes? They're a bit heavy. Yeah. You Local like those skis. shoes? Not really. They're big, they're big long shoes. I don't <laughs> like it. But, okay, what other, like, do you like the environment, being out there in the snow? Don't you get a bit cold and depressed? No. You don't get cold and depressed? I like covering my mum up in snow. Do you? Yeah. Does she mind that? No. Well, and what about, what about your dad? Is your dad at home? Uh, no. Put your mum on. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mum's name? Jill, and she works for Cadbury's. Right, other chocolates available. <laughs> she works for Cadbury's. Oh, what does she do, do you think? Do you get a lot of chocolate then? Yeah. Yeah, but is that, you eat good food as well, I hope. Yeah. Because otherwise, do you know what I mean? It's not I'll good for you. I'll pass her back on. I'll pass her on to you. All right, you're not in charge. Can I speak to Russell, then? <laughs> speak to Russell, mum. <laughs> oh, hello. Jill? Hello, Russell. Hello. Hello. She's lovely, your daughter, isn't she? She's absolute smasher. Yeah, she's bright as a button. It's very nice talking to her. So she's, what, why is she having sports day down a pub for? It was just a practice, really. Um, <laughs> for what? A life's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing. 
It was behind the pub in, in the sports field. We've had um, problems with the flooding in Wakefield. Oh, no, I'm sorry to hear that. And so a lot of the fields are underwater, so it was just where they could actually do it today. It <laughs> Perhaps it shouldn't be called Wakefield. Perhaps it should be called Lakefield, then, if there's been serious floods. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about the fire. Oh, are they yeah. serious, these floods? Oh, I've been listening. Yeah, it's bad. really bad. Oh, is everyone all right? It's been really bad. We're fine where we are, the parts that we are, but parts of Wakefield are still... Uh, oh, you're joking. People aren't dying and stuff, are they? There's been, there's been a few, yeah. Oh, no, that's terrible. I didn't realise that. I've, right. got, I've been away on holiday and trying to become a film star. LA, but there's been about six fatalities. Oh, no, that's awful. I'm sorry, I didn't realise. I would have taken it much more seriously. Oh, that's terrible Yorkshire news. And, and, and also West Yorkshire has been badly affected. Oh, my word. Well, obviously, my deepest sympathies to anyone that's been affected by that. That's horrible business. But you still managed to get on with your sports day, though. Managed to hold the sports day today, and and also because it was been put off, obviously, with with the weather in the week. Yeah, you work in a real life chocolate factory. And and yes, she thinks I do. Yes. What do you do? I I help. The Cadbury people. Yeah, you're like Slugsworth and Shaw. <laughs> people like you who bought Willy Wonka down. You ruined him saying that the Oompa Loompas were slaves. They weren't slaves. They liked it there. They was happy. They were very happy, weren't they? Of course they was. They loved it. Well, so, what, yeah, what do you do with the, you know, what are you working in the factory, working in market, what's going on? No, the are basically around uh, Birmingham and, and the further south. Oh, yeah, because I remember in that ill-conceived way blurting loads of information about, oh, yeah, they've set up the chocolate factories and little chocolate villages like at the beginning of Coronation Street used to have. <laughs> yeah. Right, listen, my love. Oh, yes, I, I work in this area, just merchandising. Let me say goodbye to your lovely daughter. What's I'll her name again? I'll pass Sarah back on to you. She wants to mention the school and, and right. she wants to invite you All right. to the school. All right. She can't keep using it as propaganda. Hello. Hello, Sarah. All right, how's it going? <laughs> We're having a Randers match on Friday. Yeah, what a school! You love yeah. Randers, Russell. And um, a week on Friday, and because yeah. it's health week, You're and lovely. my mum's got to come and play Randers with me. Yeah, good. Well, I'd do a power of good, wouldn't it? Instead of you know yeah, loafing around at the chocolate factory. So would I come? Yeah. Where is it? Um, at my school. All right, Where, <laughs> and that's in Wakefield, is it, darling? Yeah. Uh, if I'm up north, I might, because I'm on tour at the moment, so, yeah, I'll go to a rounders match if I'm up north. Why not? I used to like rounders when I was a kid, and one of my dad's girlfriends took Mickey out of me. Harvey like... Primary School. What? Primary School? Yeah, Harvey Primary. Oh, you're lovely, darling. All right, listen, I'll try and pop along if I can. Get your mum to email the show with details, and if I'm up north, because I, I think I might be on tour, so if I'm up north, I'll come around as match at school. Why not? What could possibly go wrong? That's the sort yeah. of thing I'm going to regret How promising. How do you get it? your hair so big? What you do... Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I'm glad you asked me that, actually, Sarah. What you do is you have to create static and friction at the back. So if you rub your uh, the crown of your head in a circular motion, it will sort of... It has the effect of backcombing your hair, then spray it and then hair dry it till you build up some solidity. But don't do that while you're on the rounders pitch because it will, you know, it's just extra weight and ex extra aggravation. It will debalance you. This is me spraying my hair. What? This is you doing your hair? Yeah. You're doing it now? Yeah. You're reckless. You're out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, get to bed! <sighs> you've, had a no you've had a lovely day. Stop causing so much trouble on the radio. Good girl. Sarah, it's lovely talking to you, sweetheart. Get your mum to send um, emails and that, like, uh, with the details of this rounders match. Yeah. And if I'm have an your... autograph of you. <laughs> no way. Oh, You've been an autograph of me? No, from me. For God's sake, use the right conjunctive. Right, li listen, darling, I'm going to, um, yeah, of course you can, have an, you can have an autograph. Hold on, I'll write it down now, and then someone can send it. Get your mum to leave your address. Right, hold on, what shall I write, Sarah? Uh... Sarah. 
Sarah from Russell. Sarah. Yeah. You cheat at rounders <laughs> and darts. Yeah, can I put that? No. I've already put it now. Come on. Oh, I've put only joking. Only okay. joking. Right, it's there. You're lovely. Right, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Leave them details. Um, get your mum to leave them details, and I'll see if I can come. Night night. Night night, darling. Oh. Get to bed. Ah, oh, <laughs> the innocence of childhood. We were all like that once. Not you, Mel. I think those medals have gone to her head, though, a bit. She's giddy, isn't she? She's like young Ben Johnson was. <laughs> There's no way their medals are legit. She's off her head. She's gone steroids, that kid. She's like young Judy Garland, bless her up. Okay, quick, let's put this record on. Put the, yeah, put the dolls on, New York dolls. Then we'll only play a bit of it, then, we'll go, then we've got to put um, Noel Gallagher on, and then um, suddenly we've got loads of things to do. Then Mr. G's going to do a poem. Right, okay, yeah, New York dolls. Gary U.S. Bonds, a seven-day. Here we go, Jerry. New York Dolls, of course, we know that if there really were a seven-day weekend, the weekend would lose its lustre, because it would always be the weekend. It's like saying, why well, can't I be happy all the time, because then there would be no comparative state, so that's why we have to endure misery occasionally. He was a bit worried that we talked about Animal, How's Your Father, and then talked to young Sarah, was your mate? Yeah. But I think it was the euphemistic, the Animal, How's Your Father, and it was sort of, it's nice that this show has a lot of palettes, and like, you know, she was there with her mum, wasn't she? So, you know, there's mm. a parental responsibility. I mean, I suppose... I suppose if I was talking to a ten-year-old child, I'd go, which animal would you want to cuddle? It's only the same, really. It's only you make it a bit more adult, because we're essentially an adult show, but it's we can... It's a different question, then, though. W really? What would you... What, you, you wouldn't go for the flamingo anymore? Oh, cuddle, if, no. God, What no. would you want to cuddle? A bear. <laughs> but you wouldn't want... A baby bear, of not a big, dangerous bear. No, not a grizzly bear. No, like, yeah. Yeah, what, because it... So you want someone to... I don't like petting zoos. I don't like the idea of that. Why? Because that is weird, isn't it? Yeah, go in, give it a pet. It's nice. Smelly mm. a bit. You know, your hand smells bad. Like when you smoke, stroke someone's dog. You wouldn't smoke their dog, that would be vindictive. <laughs> Although it is the last day of smoking, let's go crazy. I'll take a dachshund. But like when you stroke a dog and like, you've got that film over you, I don't like that much. What's, those dogs are you stroking? Homeless people? Yeah, mostly. The homeless go out, stroke their dogs, make friends, with them, like tell them about the revolution, the spread the word. Lick your hand. Yeah, I mean, dog to... spit smell. What if they lick your face and you've got dog spit Ugh. smell? Then you go try and kiss a girl, you stink of dog spit. That's your excuse. <laughs> That's the way I'm living. <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm bouncing up and down the evolutionary scale. We've got Noel Gallagher on the blower. Noel Gallagher. Hello. Hello there. Oh, oh don't be downbeat, Noel. Don't be downbeat, you. Well, it just seemed like you've... What have you been doing? You just sound like sort of you're nursing a, a bruised yes. ball. No, uh, uh, no, uh, had a bit too much to drink last night again. Oh, did you? That's a, every, there's a theme to this show. It oh. is like a sitcom, you know, us three, Mr G, all on the air. You come on and go, oh, no, I had a bit too much to drink last no, night. Well, I, yeah, I think I fell over at one point. Why? Because uh, I had, 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 had too much to drink. Do you want to see my friend now? What? Do you want to see my frame? You getting on? Should we get you a blanket? No, I was. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I may, I may have been demonstrating a dance move and, and uh, toppled over. Demonstrating for people? Yeah. Well, you're not even doing a dance. You're demonstrating it. I can't remember. I just remember that Sarah virtually called me before I really hit the floor. Oh, you poor thing! Come on, Noel. Yeah. That's no way to live. Good, it. good night, though. I'm worried about you now. I remember not, not that long ago speaking to you, and she had to. Didn't she have to wake you up in the night because you were covered in sick, or you had spilled sauce on down you? Himself. You had cranberry sauce down yourself last. <laughs> you're like granddad from Only Fools and Horses, where you're living your life. <laughs> Come on, we look up to you. Keep yourself together, man. You're now, all right. Well, I try, I try, but you know, it was a, it was a birthday party for crying out loud. Whose birthday? It was one of Sarah's friends, Kimmy. 
Oh, hello. Did you like it? Perhaps we might like did, Perhaps me and Matt what? would like to... Did me you and, like it? Yeah, did, did you have a nice time at the party? I can't remember much about it, to be honest, but... Right, you bludgeoned yeah. it away. Yeah. They had a bowling alley in this in this cafe where I went, and um, I got a... Uh... Was it round Euston, round there, in North London? No, it was, uh... It was in Shoreditch. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which I don't like, so I don't, I don't like going to Shoreditch. It's like going to a hat convention, isn't it? Well, it is like going to a uh, hat convention. Uh, People have they a, they a hat instead of in personality. This, in this gaff, and uh, I, I don't know what I don't know what the the term is, but you know what? I mean, you throw the ball down the the thingy machine. Called an alley, isn't it? Bowling yeah, when alley. You, when like you 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 know you flying the ball down the the lane. Anyway, I knocked all the skittles over. Good lad. <laughs> yeah. What, using your myself. stumbling, staggering body? Yeah. Or using the or the ball? Yeah, and then uh, I started drinking tequila soon after that, and the rest of it is. Bit of a mystery. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Now, yeah, I'm enjoying myself. We had a nice time in Los Angeles, me and Matt, meeting moguls, film careers looking all right, it's going quite well. Ah, oh, have you been all right? So, go on then. Well, you know, just with like a few people interested in making films with us. What kind of films? Being like vehicles for me. Me and Matt have got some like, very interesting ideas. About, well, I'll tell you about them off air. We might need a soundtrack. Why would you? Why you don't even speak to me off air? <laughs> yes, I, yes, no, I do. We have a lovely relationship off air. No, we don't. You're, you're very. No, you don't. You always say, "I'll oh, give us a room. We'll go out. I'll do this. I'll tell." Yeah, I'm going down the ground. I'll meet you there in half an hour. Do you right. ever turn up? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, but I get caught up, don't I? I get distracted. Yeah, with all you grandma fans, as Matt prefers <laughs> granny fans. Well, the granny fans. Is that what you say? I said you were with your Randy granny fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love my fans in every way that is feasible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as they fall within that between 18 and death range. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard. Yeah. So, okay, um, what's I going to say that's important? Oh, yeah, right, well, there's a few of the things we've been chatting about. That smoking ban, good thing or an erosion of our freedom and civil liberties? Well, I think it is, uh, it is an erosion of, of uh, civil liberties, but I've got to say, I think it's a good thing. So when I... When I I was at this place last night, there was no smoking in this place, and I only smoked three cigarettes, where usually I'd smoke about 20. That's good. So, um... That's good. I think in that way it's a good thing, but I think, you know, it was all right with smoking areas and non-smoking. Smoking and non-smoking, sir, well, smoking. <laughs> so I was working fine, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose it, was, it had its, its advantages, but everyone stank a little bit in pubs. I mean, if they was going to have little corned-off areas, that would have been all right. But too late now, the government stepped in. Now, the other thing we're talking about, Noel, is which uh, animal, if you had to, would you like to have it off with? Paul McKenna, who we met over in Los Angeles, said that he would like either a kangaroo or a monkey, as long as it looked like uh, Helen Bonner Carter out of Planet of the Apes. Matt wants a flamingo because of its egg goal, and I want a tiger because I'm pretty macho. All right. What are you going for? <coughs> Maybe maybe a minor bird. You know, those birds do that, you know, that well, kind of thing. Because it could say so. Oh, no, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've fallen over. Are you yeah. drunk? How am I doing? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Or a baboon, because you've got to say that big red half is asking for it, haven't you? Yeah, they're asking for it. They're asking, gagging for it. They love it, the baboon community. Yeah. All right, lovely. Well, thank you, Ian. No, as it turns out, it's quite near the end of the show. Now, I will, I'll, like, listen, I'm back in this country. I'd very much like to go out of you. We, we've just seen us socialising in L.A. We were, oh, we was like a young Brit pack we was whizzing about, meeting oh, locals. It's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Spread out. It's a great big car park. It's like yeah, Lakeside. It's, it's, it's confusing. You know, like, you, know, like, you, know, like, you know, like London's got a great atmosphere in New York and the, and, you know, the great cities in the world. Los Angeles is... no atmosphere. Mm. There's little enclaves of it. No one would take us to South Central. We were trying to go there. I went, I went to meet some people, make I, friends. I wouldn't go there. Well, not looking the way you do. But I think they'd take me to their arts. They'd think I was like C3PO or something. They'd make me their leader. That's what I reckon. I just think, oh, he's an extraordinary, this gentleman. He's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's make him king. 
What, you and Matt together? Yeah, me and Matt was together, and our, and our agent, Nick. We, we wouldn't have got out of the car LA. there. We were just going to drive through, I think. Yeah, just going to go through. We weren't going to jump out. Yeah, no, I've just looked up at the clock. It's nearly news o'clock, so we've probably got to go, mate. And I don't, I don't like to cut you short. Well, I... well, there's big stories on the news tonight. Yeah, I know. We've got to be careful. That's why we've been a bit more sensible, because it's, you know, a lot of rhubarb, isn't there? A lot of yeah. depressing yeah. things going on. Yeah, listen, I will talk to you later. Let me know when you're in London. You won't talk to me later. Oh, right, I'm going to definitely... I've got, I've got more time speaking to Matt, than you? I'm going to ring you up and trouble you if my, if we're really into my personal problems. Right, okay. Right. I'll send you a text message. Yeah. All right, will you do that? All right, I'll talk to you later. Noel Gallagher, if you right. yeah. Take care, Noel. See you later, mate. Bye, Noel. Bye. Now, to summarise <laughs> this show, there he goes. Uh, now, to say he's probably fallen over, he's probably dropped the phone, he's probably kissing it, probably still trying to talk to it, thinks he's a minor bird, probably put a nighty on it. Yeah, right. Uh, now, to end the show, it is the Poet Laureate of our programme. It's Mr. G, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this, this, this poem's called Sunshine. Much like a trial or a test that's finally complete, hopes for future success bypass past defeats. Even though the strawberries are sweet, let us add a little cream. Place in a first-class sick bag with a note and a scheme. As the rain cries, I pray for the sunshine. As they get back, we'll jet lag, mags, mats, nabs for tea bags. A video starring glad rags hitting moguls with more black. Flying the flag, making air hostesses glad. But why bother with them when there's flamingos to be had? As their eyes cry, I'll pray for the sunshine. The last night, the last trip, the last cigarette is lit. Sarah won all her games and tried to make her hair big. I hope that next week she'll win her game and dressed in her little sports kit. So when the rain dies, she'll smile at the sunshine. Yes. Mr. G there, summarising the show beautifully. Now, we can't muck about because the news is coming up. Keep your phone calls coming. Keep sending us your texts and emails. We love you. Thank you for all your content. Sorry for the emails and things that we didn't read out for you. Thanks very much. You've been beautiful and supportive. Matt, you've done very well. Thanks for all our guests and all our callers. It's time now for the news. Let's hold ourselves together, support each other, love each other, try not to get in too much trouble, you know. 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. Bye! Hello. The 11 o'clock news now. This is Andrea Simmons.